I do not want to take care of my mama. A lot of us young entrepreneurs that grew up in poverty, didn't come from shit, have this idea that when we get on, we taking care of everybody. Mama, daddy, granny, brothers, whole family, right? The problem is most of our families were actually poor due to shit that was actually in their control. Poor money management, lack of discipline, inability to create healthy boundaries, no valuable skill set, but just other bad decisions that they never spoke about. So even though it's honorable, it's noble to want to take care of our people, it's just a bullshit band-aid solution that's going to make your people dependent on you. You really want to be the big dog amongst your people? Give them the tools that you use to produce results. Give them the game, give them the knowledge, give them the mindset to create for themselves. That way, when it's time to eat, it's a potluck. Not just motherfuckers eating off your plate. You feel me? You know, there's an old saying, and I forgot who it was that said it. He said, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But teach him how to fish, and he'll eat for a lifetime. I can appreciate a statement like that. So, someone asked a question. And I think it was on social media. It was a big social media thing. He said, would you rather have... $500,000 on hour with Jay-Z. Now, you know, a lot of people, a whole bunch of people actually, would take that $500,000. They're like, you know, F Jay-Z, man, I don't need Jay-Z. I need that money. I need that dinero, you know, that moolah. You know, and at first, I thought the same exact way. The exact same way. I don't need. I'm like, shoot. I don't need no Jay Z. I can. I, I, shoot. I got 500k. I don't need Jay Z. But then I started thinking. Jay Z's worth what? 1.2, 1.3 billion dollars, somewhere in that neighborhood. And his wife Beyonce's worth what? About almost 600 million. Well, obviously. There's something that these people did that I could actually learn from. And maybe if I took the time and humbled myself and asked the questions that need to be asked and learn from them, then maybe eventually I could become like Jay-Z too. I mean, it works a little something like this. If I wanted to be a good basketball player, you know, if I wanted to be the best basketball player, I wouldn't ask homeboys down the street playing at the park. Oh, no. There's some good players down there. There's some great players down there, I'm pretty sure. But if I had an opportunity to learn from Michael Jordan or from Magic Johnson or from LeBron James or from Larry Bird or Stephon Curry, someone like that, someone with that kind of... of pedigree to play basketball i'd be a damn fool not to take advice from them these boys got championships all-stars some of them even got gold medals in the olympics i would be foolish not to learn from them if i wanted to be a good r&b singer you know who am i gonna talk to the guy that sing at the club every once in a week or am I going to go get an opportunity to sit down with um, Al Green or, or, you know, 
Luther Vandross, if he was here, you know, if he were here. Uh, Brian McKnight, you know, somebody like that. Will Downing or something like that. If I want to really learn how to be a good R&B singer, I can ask them. And they can give me good advice. And they'll tell me how to sing and how to project my voice and how to use my voice in a powerful way. You know? If I wanted to be a good politician, you know? Choirs is kept. I could talk to Tim Scott. You know, I could talk to Mitch McConnell. Hell, I could talk with Barack Obama. He's alive. He's been president of the United States. I could talk with Kamala Harris. I could talk with them. They'll give me the advice I need to be a good politician, to make good decisions, and to make a difference in our country. The point I'm trying to get to is this. And now... While there's some things in that po- what I just played, I don't necessarily agree with. I'm gonna take care of my mother, you know. Believe me, if my mother were alive today, she'd be in her 80s. And I can promise you, on everything I love, she wouldn't have no problems worrying about anything. Number one, she wouldn't be in a nursing home. I would make sure she's taken care of, and that there's anything that she needs, she get. But I also get the point of this, and there's there was a story that's, that went viral on social media. There are a lot of people that were dogging Jay's rapper Jay Z out. I was just talking about Jay Z, but they were dogging Jay Z out because they found out that he his cousin wanted to borrow forty eight hundred dollars for a business venture, supposedly a business venture that's going to make him two million dollars, and Jay Z turned him down. Now, a whole lot of people tell me, oh, Jay-Z got all this money. Why wouldn't he loan him $4,800? The thing is, we've been down this road before. There was a rapper that tried to help everybody in his community. And then when he got down and out, all the doors shut. And it wasn't that long ago that happened. Let me tell you a little about it. His name was his, his Hammer. Y'all remember Hammer. In the 90s, Hammer ran the charts. Had hits. Big hits. His album, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, was the first album to reach diamond status. The first one. There are albums that since hit diamond, but his was the first to do it. 10 million copies. This man made millions of dollars off record sales. Millions of dollars doing shows. His shows sold out every time he got on the stage. Sold out shows all over the world. Promotions. He had TV shows. He had he was on every he was on every TV show. He appeared in this and that. He I mean, you know. Hammer grew up in the bottom. He grew up in the hood. He grew up in Oakland, California. And he made a promise that he was gonna help his people. And he tried to help his people. At one point, Hammer had one of the largest payrolls in, in, in in music, he had an entourage of over 170 people. Most of them people come from his community. He helped them out. He kept his promise. Now remember, that second album went 10, sold 10 million copies. His next album didn't do so good. It sold about 5 million. Which in most cases, most people say, hey, 5 million records is a lot of money. But in their eyes, it was a failure. Because, hey, you sold 10 million. And just like... Uh, Three Stacks said back in the day, you're only good as your last cut. 
And the way labels are nowadays, labels are fickle. Labels have no loyalty. As soon as you don't make them no money, they'll drop you like a hot potato. And that's exactly what happened with, with, with Hammer. Hammer got dropped from Capitol Records. Then he ended up going to Warner Brothers. Then he went on the death row. And his record sales plummeted down, 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 down to the point where he eventually lost his house, lost his cars, lost everything. Where were all them people he helped? He couldn't turn to nobody to help him. All them people he got out the streets, put them on game, gave them jobs. Now he needed to call on them. Guess what happened? All the doors started shutting. Hammer ended up having to file bankruptcy. Now, since then, of course, Hammer got his his money's back. He, he ended up getting not, not outside of music. And granted, he's still getting paid residuals from the stuff he did in the 90s. But that's a hard way to learn a damn lesson. That's a hard, hard way to learn a lesson. And so I know a lot of people will be quick to say, well, Jay-Z got billions of dollars. He couldn't loan his cousin $4,800. Let me explain the reason why I, I agree with what Jay-Z said. Because you got to think about investments. 90% of us as black people do not know, understand how a dollar works. We know how to spend a dollar, but we don't know how, how money works, how money circulates, how money uh, is 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 created and how wealth is created. Most of us don't know that because we haven't been taught that. Our most, most of our parents didn't come from rich backgrounds. Most of us grew up in the hood, in the ghetto. We didn't know nothing about money management. We just knew how to live from one, from one check to the next check and to make sure that that check stretched all the way to cover everything we need to cover. We weren't worried about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and investments and life insurance and things of that nature. We were just trying to get from week to week. Make sure we had a roof over our head. Make sure we had food in the house. Make sure we had clothes on our back so we weren't walking around naked. Shoes on our feet. Make sure we had some transportation to get from place to place. If we had a couple of dollars spare here and there, then maybe, just maybe, we'll put it in the bank and save it. We don't think, we ain't thinking about investment vehicles and how to create jobs and how to create wealth. For years, those, those tools were hidden from us. They didn't want us to know this stuff. You got to remember, up until 1965, white America had, a hundred, had hundreds of years to, to stack up their grunions at our expense, of course. But they had all this time to stack up their money. And so now that their children and their children after them and their children after them don't have to worry about anything because they've already created investment vehicles to build to build for for two, three, maybe four generations or more. Black people didn't have that privilege. Remember, we were denied just the basic stuff. We were denied a place to live. We were denied college education. Hell, we were even denied a cold drink of water from a water fountain. We had to use our own fountain. Because they didn't want us there with them. You got to remember, they don't teach money management in schools. They don't teach it. They're not teaching you how to balance a, a checkbook. 
They're not teaching you, oh, you need to make sure you got health insurance and life insurance and things of that nature. Hell, they don't even teach that stuff in most colleges. You have to take a business course to learn 90% of the concepts I'm talking about. So, when you have a child that grew up in that kind of environment that don't know anything about how money works, and then all of a sudden they come up on a bunch of money, now, instead of thinking about, oh, I'm not going to play basketball, football, baseball, uh, run track forever, so I need to start thinking about a future. No, we're going to try to catch up. We got to try to play catch up and try to get the stuff we were denied all them years. That's why you see these rappers and these athletes and these actors buying out, buying 10, 12, 14 cars. Got whole rooms full of shoes. Got $300,000, $400,000, half a million dollars worth of jewelry on. The richest people in the world don't have like that stuff. But if you're not taught that and you don't know that stuff, then you're only doing what everybody else do. And trust me, Jay-Z was the same way. He was trying to do what the rappers back in the day did until he got smart and he got behind and he had somebody to actually show him the way. Now he want to buy a million-dollar chain. He can afford to buy a million-dollar chain because I guarantee he got a $10 million house to back it. He got $10 million in investments to back a million-dollar chain. Most of us ain't got 10 nickels in the bank to cover any kind of expense or any kind of emergency. I remember reading a story about Shaquille O'Neal. When Shaquille O'Neal first started playing basketball, when he uh, was uh, drafted by Orlando in 1993, I remember he was first-round draft pick, number one draft pick. They gave him a million-dollar advance. He went ballistic. He buying cars. He went to the Mercedes dealership, bought his, his, uh, his daddy a car, bought himself one, bought his mama a house. He spent a million dollars in one day. He, I remember him telling me, he spent a million dollars in a day. Somebody had to sit him down and say, bro, what if you get hurt? What if something happens to you? They had to actually sit him down and help him to understand that's not how money works. But Shaq, just like so many others, Grew up in the hood, grew up in the projects, didn't have nothing. But Shaq humbled himself to get put on some game. Now Shaq's a multimillionaire, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He got businesses all over the country. Shaq can do whatever the hell he wants to do now because Shaq been put on game and now Shaq understands how money works. So for all those people who are upset with Jay-Z because he didn't loan him $4,800, let me say this to you. You can't help every damn body. I thought the same thing. You can't help every damn body. Now everybody wants help. And the question I got to ask is, where the hell were you when I was busting my ass, jumping on buses at 5 a.m. in the morning, not coming back till 9 o'clock at night, working two and three jobs? Where were you then? While you were out there partying and getting high and getting drunk, I was working. Where were you then? When you got your little grunions, you spend your money 
on partying and, and BS in your life. I'm trying to save my little money, try to get things going. Where were you then? Now all of a sudden, I done built up something. Now here you come. You got your hands stuck out talking about, I need this, I need that, I need that. And then you, and then if I say no to you, then, oh, this nigga think he better than everybody else. No, it's not that at all. It's the fact that while you wasted your time, I invested mine. While you wasted your money on partying and getting drunk and getting high, I invested my money in my future. Now my future is set. You still stuck on, stuck at the fin, at the at the starting gate, and you and now and because I don't want to help you get off the start, I want to. I don't want to give you a handout so that you can go out there and 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 and, and do whatever you're doing. Now I'm I'm the bad guy. No, because I learned. And then then you say okay, then the first thing come out of your mouth. Well, he changed. Hell yeah, I changed. I changed for the better. I can't be stuck where you are. I can't be. I give you all the tools and all the information and all the game necessary, but until you apply it, you'll be stuck in the same place you've always been. And I can tell you straight up, I used to think the same way. Money was the most important thing. Now, I, I understand. Information is more important than money. Because if you got information, if you got the game, then you can make money. Money come and go. But if you know how to create financial wealth, if you know how to create financial vehicles for yourself, then you'll never be broke. How many broke rappers still out here trying to make records today? Think about it. How many of these rappers are they going to be relevant in 10 years? I can count them on hands and toes. Everybody rapping, everybody singing, everybody dancing, everybody showing out now. Half of them going to be broke as hell in 10 years. Hell, they're going to be broke in five years because their record's going to quit and their label's going to drop them like a bad habit and they got no other resources to do besides what they're doing. So guess what they're going to do? They start going to start doing illegal crap and end up in jail. It happens more than you realize. And another question I need to ask you, and this is special for my black folks. If you didn't grind with me, why should you shine with me? Why should I give you anything if you didn't weren't willing to, to invest in me? If you laughed at me when I told you the dream, when you made fun of me and talked down on me on social media and made and made a joke of me in front of your friends, now I come up. Now you want you want you got your hands stuck out. Why should I give you anything? And that's what it would be if I were to give you anything. It would strictly be. A, it would not even be a loan. It would be a gift. Because I can guarantee you don't have no game plan on how to pay me the money back. So whatever amount of money I give you, whether it's $50 or $50,000, it would basically be a gift from me to you. It would not be a loan. Because if it were a loan, then you would understand that that loan has to be reimbursed to me. But since most of you don't understand that and don't have any concept of how it works... Let me help you with hip you to some game on that. 
If you don't have a game plan on number one on what you're doing, if you don't have a game plan on how you're gonna how I'm gonna recover the said funds that I give to you, then why should I invest anything in you? Because basically, like I said, if I give you this money, it would basically be that. It would be a gift. It would not be a loan. It would be a gift. Because if it were a loan, then the person who's getting the loan understands that they have to reimburse the person who's giving them this money, their money back. There is no understanding of that. So basically, anything that I would give you would be a gift to you. And if you decided in the goodness of your heart to pay me that money back, then it would be a blessing. So if I had the opportunity to bless you with something, rather than give you ten, twenty thousand dollars, you can go and, and smoke it off, drink it off, throw it away with some girl or some guy or whatever to keep financing your bad habits. I'd rather hip you with some game. And that's what I try to do whenever I do posts like this. I try to give you a million dollars worth the game. Well, it don't feel like a million dollars yet, but that's the whole game plan. Eventually, it will be a million dollars worth the game. It ain't gonna cost you a dime. You wanna pay me back? Use it what I give you and put it to use. That's how you pay me back. Take the lessons that you hear and put it to some use and change your life. That's how you reimburse me. The saying is so true. Experience is when you learn from your own mistakes. Wisdom is when you learn from the mistakes of others. And we want to be wise. Not just with our lives. We want to be wise with our finances too. And that's like I've said this before. And I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to close on this. Willie D said it best. This is the reason why we as niggas are so far behind. Is because we, we are an entitled people. The reason why other groups of people have come in and have basically taken over at the at our expense is because we learn they've learned like we know but we have not applied is that how to work community as a community. It's called cooperative economics. It's one of the uh, the Kwanzaa things. I forgot which one it was, but if we learn how to take our resources and pool them together and teach each other and help one another, there would be a whole lot less poverty. You go to other communities, they have businesses established, they have homes established. You come to our community, we don't own nothing. Hell, half of us don't even own the draws we got on. Those are borrowed or come from borrowed money. We got to do better than this. We got to do way better than this. Otherwise, we're just going to keep being used, keep being laughed at, keep being made a joke of. We're just going to keep constantly hurting our families and breaking up our families behind something that would be easy to do if we just learn how money works. It's not that hard. There's plenty of information available. You can Google it. You can go on Bing. You can go anywhere on YouTube. The information's out. You hell, you can go to Facebook. They got the information there. You can go to the uh, Instagram. Plenty of information.
Take it, apply it, build your empire, then teach somebody else how to build their empire. That's how it works. Each one, teach one, reach one. That's how it worked in the 60s. It works today. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter on whoisrugrat.net. Check out my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like button. Anyway, I'm out of here. Big Mel, who is Rugrat? Peace.